BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing a foolproof plan to ditch holiday debt. You know what, buddy? This is this is going to be a, a really wholesome episode for all the folks out there who may have spent a little bit more than they meant to over the past couple months. Uh, but we're going to talk about, first of all, why it is that uh, having debt, why having those balances, why it's such a bad thing. We're going to talk through how to put together a plan to eliminate that debt, uh, as well as some other tips as well, regardless of the, the approach that you decide to take. There are a few things that you can implement, uh, some different ways of looking at your debt in order to make sure that you are moving moving onwards and upwards with your finances. Yeah. And if people have been listening for any amount of time, they know we like to be nuanced uh, on the topic of debt, uh, but we're specifically talking about like the crummiest forms of consumer debt in this episode, Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of people are battling in January, right? And the credit card statement comes in your email inbox and you're like, Dang it, I didn't think it was that bad. Maybe even today that statement showed up. (laughs) Maybe Maybe you had a uh, December 15th the January 15th statement and you are yeah you're uh, you're maybe you're a little disappointed in yourself <laughs> yeah and, and but and that's how, like that happens right people yeah, make mistakes absolutely but how do you uh, like combat those but mistakes? now what do you do how do you move forward that's yeah what we're going to talk about today exactly man yeah but first actually uh, so I've got a frugal or cheap for you but it is actually for once it's not me being cheap it is uh, it's up to you to decide whether or not uh, Kate is being frugal or cheap. Okay, your wife. That's right. So she was considering getting this face serum. It's this oil that you... If you ever see her do it, which that'd be weird, I guess, if you were, (laughs) if you saw her doing it at night, she does it right before she gets to bed. Uh, But it's like this little glass. We're usually hanging out at that time. No, yeah, yeah. My wife has some face serum, so I I, I think I know what you're talking about. So does does she have like this dropper where she squeezes it into this glass tube and she like squirts it like across her forehead, over her cheeks? I forget where she normally buys hers from, but I tried to convince her to go with the Costco brand when it was on clearance. Did she give it a shot? She gave gave it a shot and she's like, it's not not as good. This is garbage, Joel. And I was like, dang it. So maybe Kate felt that same way as well because the the stuff that she wanted to buy I forget the name of the website but it's like a hundred bucks it's over a hundred bucks for a three ounce bottle oh which is that is not very many ounces yeah <laughs> uh, and so what and she realized that man this is too stinking expensive but the website for the the bottle that she's wanting they list out all the different ingredients they list out the oils and obviously she doesn't know the exact ratios and maybe there's a little bit of fragrance thrown in there as well. But she went ahead and just ordered some nice organic versions of those oils and created her own blend. Wow. And so she's able to make a three ounce bottle. So the equivalent of what you would pay over a hundred bucks for. And she's able to make that for under $10 Dang. per bottle. It's like 
like argon oil or like so, rosehip, a little bit of like okay. grapeseed, like all, all like all these oils combined. Well, there's a lot of marketing, bottle. a lot of branding that goes into some yeah. of those makeups. Uh, but so I, I was just like, hey, how, how's this going, by the way? She's like, it is going incredibly well. And so she's super happy with it. But what are your thoughts? Do you I, think she was being frugal or cheap? Sounds frugal as all get out to me. Yeah. Like, I, I think if... It I was like I agree. I'm I am all for this. It was like destroying her face or something like that. Well, that's then, the risk, yeah. right? Like I guess if is there a risk that you run by not getting the uh, proportions exa- exactly right, and you put on your face, and all of a sudden you've got you know first degree burns. <laughs> yeah, if you were putting that in some sort problem. of like potentially face melting acid or something in this concoction, then it could be seen as cheap. You might need some sort of expert blender to get it exactly right. But it's if it's a bunch of these organic oils to create a face. Like the, the chances are you can't screw it up that bad, right? Yeah, and you can always like test it out on your arm or something yeah. before going like straight full the- board <laughs> just like squirting it on your face right but this sounds like testing the- it in an inconspicuous location sort uh, of like if you're doing a uh, treatment for laundry right yeah. that's what they say yeah I'm thinking the next step for her though could be to launch a side hustle with this like start selling her own serums oh Kate's serums yeah I like it so I don't know maybe I'll talk her into that <laughs> next time I, I see her her first customer will be Emily yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably probably uh, it, hopefully it's a that, that'll save us money too so no I like that I, I like experimenting in ways like that I think that's one of those things that you don't that you don't even think of doing let me just try to make this concoction myself because wow they're charging a lot of money for it but when it's when the cost is that insane maybe it brings you back to the drawing board mm-hmm. and you're like yeah maybe i'm gonna give it a shot and see what happens absolutely i kind of like the creativity and the ingenuity that she's uh, that she's expressing there yeah thinking outside the box a little bit i will pass along her uh the frugal approval yeah um by my co-host give a pat on the back for me <laughs> i will uh let's introduce our beer this episode this is perpetual composition uh this is a beer by southern grist a brewery who we've had on the show many times before but not this particular beer and we will share our thoughts at the end of the episode for sure. Let's get on to the topic at hand, though. We are talking about creating a foolproof plan to ditch holiday debt. And Matt, there are some folks out there who might think that just a little bit of debt is no big deal. But it makes me think about something else that we might not consider to be all that bad. And that is sitting, sitting down. And <laughs> it, it's, it's okay. interesting. I think a lot of new information has come to light in recent years about how bad sitting can actually be for us. Like we, we all sit down, you and I were sitting down doing this podcast right now and we're not keeling over and dying. Right. Sure. But, uh, it, it turns out that sitting on your butt all day is much worse than we thought. And it's actually been called the new smoking. Was, You've heard people say sitting is the new smoking. Uh, maybe I have only because I, f- I feel like I've heard you talk about it, but th- th- this sort of sounds like a report that maybe came from big tennis shoe. All the, uh, <laughs> all the shoe companies out Paid there. Paid for by Nike and Reebok. <laughs> all the, uh, the uh, anti-chair trade groups out there who are battling So seats. many of them. <laughs> so many of them, clearly. Well, no, the, when you look at uh, stats from the Heart Foundation, they found that the people who sit uh, sit a lot, are the, uh, the, they're at a greater risk for heart disease and death. They have 112% increased risk of diabetes, Jeez, 147% increased risk of cardiovascular events like heart attack and stroke, a 90% increased risk of death from cardiovascular events in general, and a 49% increased risk of death from any cause. Hmm. Just by just because of the amount of time you're sitting in a day, right? Right. And uh, you know, debt. I don't think that that's not going to lead to diabetes that I know of. <laughs> There's no link between the two that I've seen, but it can cause stress. It can cause relational insecurity, and it can actually lead to adverse physical effects like headaches and an inability to focus. So that's why we want it out of your life. It's you know, sitting in small amounts isn't the worst thing. The right kinds of debt in your life aren't the worst thing. We've talked about using debt strategically, but if you've racked up the worst kinds of debt, consumer debt, and you you actually have more in your life than you expected because of what was happening at the end of last year and what you were you were spending money on, well, today's show is all about creating a plan to ditch it because it's worse than you think it is. That's right. Simultaneously, it's not like sitting all day once is going to kill you, right? Like like most of us probably sit for the majority of our waking hours. You're pro- Half of the folks out there might be sitting right now. Maybe you're going for a walk, though. <laughs> um, but when those weeks turn into years, right? And, and like when those years turn, in, turn into decades, like that is when this, this fairly normal activity, how it can wreck our health. Uh, and we definitely don't want consumer debt to become a fairly normal fixture in your life. Uh, but the truth is that if you don't have a plan, you are not going to take action. And so that 
plan part, like that is crucial to getting you to where you want to be. Uh, and if not having debt, you know, lingering around is, is what you want, and it should, definitely should be, then we want to help you to get there. Uh, like you're saying, Joel, consumer debt, it's it's worse than most people think. It's not like this this, this cute little thing. It's not like a pet that you want to want to keep around. It's quite literally keeping you from achieving your bigger financial goals. Uh, it turns out that the average household today has more than $9,000 in recurring credit card debt. And that's not even including uh, some of the other crappy debt products out there like personal loans or uh, buy now, pay later. Yeah, that's literally just credit card debt hanging out in people's lives. And, you know, I think part of the thing that we need to address here too is that debt, uh, credit card debt in particular is getting worse. Uh, Variable interest rate debt is steadily becoming a bigger drain on your finances because we're in an era of rising interest rates and, and so credit card debt is actually worse right now than it was a couple of years ago and it's always bad, right? Sure. It sucks no matter what to have credit card debt. We've never liked it. But when you're talking about interest rates closing in on 20% at this point, which we're getting pretty close to, I think we're over 19% on average and there's a lot of predictions because the Fed is likely going to continue to raise interest rates that we're going to see 20% at some point this year being the average APR on a credit card. And so making the minimums, making those minimum payments is now even worse for you than it was. That means more of each payment is going to to pay that interest, which means your debt lingers even longer. And the, the reality is that almost half of folks have no idea what the interest rate is on the credit card they carry anyway. So people are like, just uh, would prefer to be ignorant. And they just and, got their head in the sand. Yeah, they, they prefer to keep their eyes closed and not even think about how bad this debt is. Well, the truth is it's bad. And if you're clueless about how bad your debt is, you're likely you're, you're less likely to prioritize getting rid of it. And we want you to get rid of it. It. So we want to tell you right, right now up front, hey, it's worse than you think. It sucks really bad. And we want you to be done with it. That's right. Yeah. And while existing credit card rates are in the 16% range, uh, new offers are at nearly 22%. Uh, so like you said, it's becoming much more costly to carry a balance on, on a credit card these days. That's terrible. Uh, but it's also important to look at what you are giving up by having to make these payments. We're talking about the opportunity cost here. So going back to the uh, the $9,000 uh, that the average household has. So assuming someone is just making minimum payments with an interest rate at around 20%, you are looking at a $330 per month payment uh, that is going to take over three years to fully pay off. Mm. Uh, and so that means you're, you're looking at around $12,000 that you're giving up, plus uh, another $1,000 where you two have invested that money, right? And so it's I'm pointing that out because it's not just that making payments to the bank that sucks, but it's also what you're not able to achieve because of those monthly payments. It, it kind of so going back to the the sitting analogy, right? It's, it's not that the act of sitting on your butt that that in and of itself is bad for you. I think it's also what you are not doing when you are sitting down, right? Like there aren't you're not working out if you're sitting on your butt. <laughs> well, I guess technically you can go. You can get on the. You can get on a, a rowing machine or a, 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 like a bike or something, right? That's true. Uh, I, yeah, I do a rowing machine, so I guess I am. Technically, you are. <laughs> you are sitting. Yeah. But most of the time, what, you know what they're referring to is a sedentary lifestyle. You're talking about folks plop down on the couch watching TV, and not to mention the other behaviors that oftentimes accompany sitting down, like eating some popcorn, some snacks, drinking a Coke, that kind of thing. And so, in the same way, it's a little bit different, I guess, with debt because the thing in and of itself is dangerous, is bad yeah. for you. It's, it's more like smoking in this in this way, where the actual act of, it's not that you're just not spending money on other healthier products, actually inhaling smoke is bad for your health. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but maybe, the, maybe there is a better analogy <laughs> overall. But. Uh, but, but, but in this case, it also has to do with the things that you can't do with the money, the things that you're missing out on. And we want to make sure that we're highlighting that as well. Well, yeah. And I think well, j- just in the same way that people are spending more hours of the day sitting, which is impacting their health negatively, people are keeping consumer debt around in their lives more than ever before too, which is just negatively impacting their financials. And and so let's get back to that paying the bill on time and in full every month. We, we always say that when we're talking about taking on credit card debt. Right. We don't mind people using credit cards. And in fact, we think they're the best method of payment in many cases. But we sure don't want people using them if they're not going to do that basic thing, which is to pay off the balance every single month. And, mm-hmm. and that's because each and every month that you don't attack that debt, that you're not doing that, you start to dig yourself a hole. And every month you let that credit card debt roll over, you're digging that hole even deeper. And so unfortunately, that's what a lot of people are, are doing. According to Bankrate, 46% of credit card holders 
roll over their debt each month, meaning that they're not paying off that balance in full. And so they might not be paying just the minimum, which is the worst possible scenario that you're, well, I guess the worst possible scenario is that you're not even paying that. But mm-hmm. uh, if you're just paying the minimum, you're, it's going to take a really long time for you to make progress for you to actually pay off that that debt. But y- y- some people might be paying more than that, but they're still, they're paying interest to the credit card company on at least a portion of that balance. And that's not good. And so, yeah, for a lot of folks, we think they can handle credit cards wisely, but we only want folks to consider using credit cards if they're going to, going to be able to basically curb uh, rolling over that debt. If they're only only if they're going to be able to pay it off on time and in full every single month, because yeah, we want you to refuse to allow yourself to pay extra for using this method of payment. That turns something that can be good for your finances into something that's pretty bad. Exactly. Yeah, we see it as a tool that you need to wield properly. And it turns out too, more than one third of folks, according to a Wallet Hub survey, said that they overspent during the holidays. I think most folks, uh, it's something like in the $1,300 range. Uh, but hopefully, just based on you know just the beginning of this podcast, you've been alerted to just how bad keeping credit card debt around can be, how it's actually getting worse, how it's bad for your health, like quite literally, debt is bad for your health. And you you also might want to even consider uh, looking to buying a standing desk as well <laughs> after hearing uh, Joel's uh, the, the sitting stats. I mean, I'm thinking um, about it right now. Really? You have mentioned it multiple times. Well, we saw one last time you and I were in Costco That's together. True. We saw That's one true. and I was like, Matt. Maybe we should upgrade to these standing desks at some point. It feels like just such a commitment. You know what? Let's figure out a way to just elevate our current desks just to try it out. Like, I guess that's the thing for me. I guess we can always take it back to Costco, obviously. But it's the commitment of like getting... I mean, they're big and heavy and a lot of times they're adjustable. And so it's... it's, In my mind, it's a big deal. Well, nice because like, you know, while sitting too much is bad for you. You also can't stand necessarily for eight or nine hours a day and all that in perpetuity. You don't want to be hunched over. You want it to be whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Size properly (laughs) for you. Um, But back to debt. For the rest of the episode, we're going to talk about creating an effective plan to get rid of that debt that we're talking about. And we will get to that right after this. Joel, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about getting your books together with uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000, 25, and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. 
A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. <laughs> Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just one hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Go to trustandwill.com/slash/howtomoney for ten percent off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust and Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com/howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com/howtomoney. All right, Matt, let's keep talking about debt. Let's do it. Clearly, we don't like consumer debt. We don't like these high interest uh, credit card debts that people are keeping around in their lives. And uh, the average person, I think, it, it, it's in, in a recent survey I read, I think it takes something like five months for them to pay off the debt they accrued over the holidays. So we're talking about like, we're basically in summer, right? right? By the time mm. people are people are done getting rid of that debt. We don't want that to be the case. We want you to pay it off in short order. And the key to doing that is to create a plan. We want you to make a plan to pay off your debt. Uh, that's crucial to getting rid of it. And so that's what we're going to discuss now because you know th- there, are, there are a lot of folks, by the way, out there who, who are going to tell you, I can help you create a plan. And I'm not, I'm not talking about us, but like I'm talking about... <laughs> that's what we're saying. Yes. We're, we're saying we, we can actually can. <laughs> but there are organizations out there who want you to pay them money. And then they promise that they're going to take there care you of your debt issues for you, right? We do not want your money. Right. No, don't send us anything. Uh, j- just just listen. <laughs> but it, it, it might sound nice. There might be people on the internet or on, let's say you're listening to traditional radio or something like that. There might be uh, companies that say, listen, for a small fee, we'll help you create a debt plan. And even if you pay us, we'll take care of some of that debt on your behalf. And that sounds really nice because then you're offloading that responsibility to an expert or a supposed expert. But almost always they end up making your situation worse. So we'll discuss more on that in just a minute, but but let's start uh, let's talk about taking the DIY route. How you can create your own plan. We don't we're not going to create it for you, but we're going to help you create one. How can you create your own plan to get rid of that debt? That's right. Yeah. So the first thing that you'll want to do is determine how much you owe by listing out all your debts. Between multiple credit cards and buy now, pay later companies that are out there, my guess is that a lot of folks underestimate how much debt they get into. And I just mentioned buy now, pay later. It makes me think about, uh, we had a listener actually recently email us and she's she's a HR manager. Uh, she works for the government. She was talking about someone she's about to interview and he had something like 18 delinquent buy now, pay later oh accounts gosh. on his name. And she didn't like flat out say that she wasn't going to hire this guy, but it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> it's definitely not helping his chances. Well, he might not be all that responsible. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially when it comes to different government jobs like that, because there's a security issue. So that's just store that one away. That's a, another benefit of making sure that you aren't carrying around large amounts of consumer debt and that you're not delinquent on your accounts because it can keep you from potentially getting a job that you're hoping to yeah. land. And by the way, hunting for. you just mentioned that we're probably, uh, a lot of people are underestimating how much they owe on some of the, to some of these buy now, pay later companies. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of when we talked about how much people uh, think they spend uh, in subscription dollars every single month versus the reality of how much they spend. Yeah. And I guarantee you the same thing is true there. People vastly underestimate how much they spend on recurring subscriptions. And once they dig into the details, they're like, oh, oh I didn't realize yeah, that's yeah. how much I was spending. And I guarantee you. <laughs> well, that's the problem is because most, yeah. most of the time, folks aren't digging into the details. They haven't sat down. They haven't done their homework. And that's the whole point of buy now, pay later. They want you to forget. Mm-hmm. They want you to make it easy installment so that you don't realize how much you're paying. Yeah, you immediately forget about it. But if you don't know how much debt that you are trying to pay, Hey, if you're not sure what the end goal is, well, obviously it's going to be a lot harder to achieve, and it's almost always going to ensure that you're, you know, that you're going to take longer to reach that goal. So, what we would recommend is to log into the back end of your credit card, uh, log into Klarna or Afterpay, uh, those different accounts, so that you can put eyeballs on the numbers. We want you to 
get organized and write them all down in one place uh, because knowing the totality of how much you owe, like that is a crucial first step uh, so that you can make a plan to get out of this debt. That's right. So first, looking the numbers in the face, how much debt do I actually have? Not just rounding it or assuming, but knowing the actual uh, specific amount. That's going to be a massive help in helping you, uh, in, in allowing you to formulate this plan. Next, let's talk about how to come up with how much, uh, the, a payment amount that you can re- reliably and realistically handle. Because once you know how much you owe, it's important to figure out how much you can spare to pay that debt off. Can you put an extra 20 bucks a month towards it or an extra 200? Can you truly only afford to pay the minimums or is there actually more wiggle room than you thought? Those are good questions to ask. And you want to be realistic with how much you can devote to that debt in, in order to to keep yourself from flaming out after you've only been out it for a couple of weeks. Like if you're like, listen, I will reduce my grocery bill from $650 a month to $250 by eating only rice and beans. I'm, I'm making a thousand dollar. I'm going to put a thousand dollar payment every single week. Yeah. Yeah. 14 days later, you're like, oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Once those gnawing, <laughs> I ran out of money. gnawing hunger pangs start, you're, <laughs> you're like, I that was a bad move. I can't actually stick to this and, you know, scrap it all together. That That's not a good way to tackle it. We want we want you to have financial stamina. And of course, like a simple budget is going to be an incredible tool that will help you to calculate a reasonable payment. So take a look at your overall incoming, your overall outgoing. That's massively important. It will help you figure out how much free cash you have left over after paying all of your other obligations to dedicate towards debt pay down and, and making it happen quickly. That's right. Yeah. And this past Monday, we talked with Jesse Meekum, the founder of YNAB. And if you are looking for... an and this is, it's funny because they charge you in order to use their software, <laughs> yeah. right? And so you might be thinking, well, man, Joe, I can't believe you're going to recommend going with this program, with the software, with this app that is going to cost me money. Well, first of all, free trial, and you don't have to enter credit card information in to, to take part in that free trial. But secondly, if you've never done this before, you might need some handholding. You might need uh, an app or a program like that. In and by order the way, to, not everyone needs stuff it. In order. I think even Jesse would say that. You, oh, sure. you would say that. I would say that. You don't yeah. necessarily need a program. You can do it without one. But if that's what it takes to get you m- making it happen, and that is what it takes for a lot of people, like YNAB helps a lot of people. Absolutely. Then if, if that's what it takes, we would. it's worth the money. Yeah, totally. And when it comes to, so maybe you're, you're kind of like all gung-ho about it, right? If that's you, it's important to note that we don't want you to empty out all of the cash that you have on hand, like all of the cash out of your, your bank account in order to pay this debt off, don't right? Take a hammer to your piggy bank and <laughs> empty it all <laughs> right. out we, and then take it we, in yeah, to your credit card. We still in. want you to maintain that, that cash buffer. We still want you to maintain at least that bare minimum emergency fund of $2,467 as a base amount in your savings account for just some of those other emergencies, some of those bumps in the road that could pop up. Because you might be tempted to destroy this debt as fast as humanly possible by taking that balance straight down to zero. But that's going to leave you in an incredibly vulnerable position. 2467, that should be your essentially like your low water line that you refuse to, to dip below. Uh, but then every you know, every dollar above that, every dollar beyond that should be headed toward that debt demolition. Yeah. So we want you to list out those debts. We want you to figure out a pragmatic payment amounts. We should maintain that cash buffer though, so that you're not dipping below it and putting yourself in harm's way. And then then once you know how much you can dedicate to debt payoff and how much those debts stack up to, we want you to come up with a timeline to get rid of that debt. We want you to have a firm week or month amount that it's going to take you to get rid of it. So Because now you, you have those numbers in hand and you should be able to. It's a basic math equation now yeah. that will tell you how long it's going to take to pay it off. So let's say you owe the average amount of holiday debt, which I said, it's something like $1,549. Uh, and, and let's say you've got $400 a month. You figured out that you can put towards paying off that debt. Well, you should have it paid off in four months. And and now there's light at the end of the tunnel. Your debt elimination date is set. And that's powerful to know that, hey, it's not just like this. I don't know how long it's going to take. I'm not sure when I'm going to get rid of it, but I'm trying my best. Now it's like, no, no, no. I know when I'm going to be done with it. I know when this monkey's going to be off my back. And so we want you to have that specific date, do the math and look at your calendar and put an X mark. And that's such just like an empowering feeling to have to mm-hmm. say, I know when this is going to be out of my life completely. Yeah. And that way it feels more like a program as opposed to just a slog, right? Like where your head's down, you're not even paying attention to the numbers. That being said, I think for some folks, maybe that's what they need to do. <laughs> I think different personalities are, are going to react differently. But I think for a lot of folks, having that, that thing that you're trying to achieve on a timeline is incredibly helpful. 
Like it's it's one thing to say that you want to pay that debt off like maybe sometime this year. It's a very different thing to say that you're going to have the financial capability to pay off that debt by May, right? Knowing how long it will take. I think Hopefully that'll... March. Hopefully March. But May, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 May, it, it may, may is your reality. That's okay. It but happens. I think it'll just help folks to stick with that, that payoff plan. Uh, and to ensure that this debt payoff actually happens, we would recommend for you to automate the plan by setting up recurring payments of the amount that you want to make on a weekly or biweekly or monthly basis. Again, going back to once you've determined your payment amount, you've got your total, divide that out. You know how many payments you need to make and at what dollar amount. Well, go ahead and uh, schedule those ahead of time. Uh, something else you could do, uh, consider just talking about your debt payoff journey with a friend uh, who might be interested in talking about finances with you, or if not, it's like you join the Facebook group, uh, the How to Money Facebook group. Basically, just giving someone else like a peek under the hood, I think that can provide not only some motivation, but some accountability to make sure that you're getting it done as well. There's also like that element of not embarrassment, I guess it's embarrassment if you kind of put it out there for the for, for everyone in the group to know that this is something you're working towards. And if you, I don't know, if you kind of, slink off into the background and you don't actually achieve achieve that, there might be some additional pressure there yeah. for you to actually get it It done. might be that kind of good pressure, though. Kind of like we talked about with Katie Milkman, right, earlier in the year. might be like... Putting, good peer pressure. Yeah, it's like putting a good <laughs> peer pressure uh, to, to kind of help force you in the right direction. So maybe you listen to this episode, you do some of these steps here, and you kind of realize here's how much I owe, here's how much I can afford to pay, here's the timeline now for me, and then you make that public in the How to Money Facebook group. You, you do a post later this week, and you say, hey, guys, uh, I know <laughs> you don't know me, but I, I've just realized like this is how much consumer debt I'm in. And this is the date at which I'm not going to have anymore. Uh, just, I love it. Hey, w- root for me. And that kind of public statement, I think, does go a long way. And it, it's meaningful. And it can help kind of steal your resolve to keep pushing in the right direction. Because, hey, you made a public display of your hatred for debt <laughs> and like when you're going to be done with it. And even though those mm-hmm. people most of them probably don't know you. Maybe none of them know you in real life. Uh, there's still something powerful about that. Totally. All right. So Matt, let's talk about, we, we've kind of got some of those, some of those basics for how to ditch uh, debt and how to kind of, kind of create a payment plan to make sure you're getting rid of it out of the way. But let's talk about maybe like the order of operations when it comes to debt payoff, like in, and how you decide which if you have multiple debts, right? You, you might be just using one credit card and boom, it's it's a little bit easier, but you might also have multiple credit cards with balances and it's hard to know which debt to pay off first. It's You might have some buy now, pay later uh, debt as well, like you talked about. And that's a good question. I mean, I think the most important part of the debt payoff plan is, is, what, is what we've just talked about. It's discovering how much you owe and how much you can dedicate towards paying off those debts and then you know creating that actual timeline. But it's important to configure an order of operations too to decide which debts you're gonna attack first. And and I think really when it comes down to it, that question is most it mostly comes down to the the snowball versus avalanche approach. That's right. Yeah. Which one should you go with? And actually we have an article on that up on the website. So if you want to dive in deep here, we would recommend for you to check that out. We'll make sure to link to that article in the show notes for this episode. Uh, but in short, the snowball approach. That's the method uh, where you are paying off your debts with the smallest balance first. This method prioritizes the psychological wins, the psychological satisfaction that you're going to derive from getting rid of a, a small debt. And then getting you get that endorphin rush, which will then only embolden your resolve to pay off that next debt even more quickly. Uh, and then you've got the debt avalanche method, and it prioritizes not the psychological <laughs> side of things, but it prioritizes the numbers, like the cold hard facts by paying off whichever debt in your life has the highest interest rate first. So this is, it's all about the math. It's not uh, psychology at all. And so which one is right for you? Well, I think it depends on your personality. It depends on uh, a lot of the different things in your specific given circumstance. It depends on some of the, the debt that you have and the balances that you have. But at the end of the day, we think that something more of a hybrid approach is, uh, that might be the, the best approach for many folks. The Toyota Prius of debt payoff <laughs> methods, you might say. And I think you're right. I think if you were put a gun to my head and you were saying, which one? Debt avalanche or debt snowball? First off, don't do that because that would scare me. But uh, debt snowball, I think, is is something... I think early on in our podcasting days, we would have been like... Oh, we totally knocked the uh, the snowball. Yeah, we were avalanche people because we we're like... It's all about the facts. It's all about the numbers. But the more you learn about personal finance, the more you learn about the deep psychology that's sure. at play. And <laughs> the more I'm married to someone who's becoming a... Uh, you know, working to become a licensed therapist, it's like psychology, it, it, it impacts a big role. our history, our, you know 
all so many things going on underneath the surface in our brains and our bodies like impact how we we tackle things and so i do think that that psychological aid of getting rid of one debt like it can help build progress for people sure and the fact is if it if it was only about the numbers well you wouldn't be in debt to begin with right (laughs) Right. because you would have seen the interest rate you would have known that this is going to end up costing you way more money down the road and you would have said i'm going to use credit cards the way that matt and joel recommend for me to (laughs) right Uh, but the fact is if that is not how you naturally think well then we need to use the tools of psychology those psychological wins those emotional wins to your advantage as opposed to using them against you yeah well let's talk about that hybrid approach too a little bit like and, and maybe give an example here because when we're talking about paying off let's say three different credit cards that all have between a an interest rate between 16 and 19 percent then we're really splitting hairs. And the snowball approach... They're all basically the same. The snowball <laughs> approach is basically a slam dunk. Yep. Just pay off the lowest balance first. That's going to create the momentum. Boom. It's great. But uh, if you... Let's say you toss a car loan into the mix that you financed a few years ago. We're not really seeing rates at 1.9% these days, but let's say you locked in three years ago and you got that 1.9% rate. That's a different story. Do we still want you to pay off that car loan? Of course. But there's such a massive disparity in the rates between what you owe on that car versus what you owe on the credit cards. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much worse that we'd rather see you, even if that's the lowest balance, that that, that car loan, that car note, we'd rather see you pay off the credit cards first uh, and just the minimums on your car. Because this is an instance where the specific type of debt, the specific interest rate matters, and, and some people might be tempted to throw their mortgage in in these calculations. And depending on your interest rate, like, well, consumer debt is worse than these other kinds of debt. The, oh, yeah. the, and so you just, I, that's why you just have to be careful when you're coming up with these calculations so that you're not prioritizing the wrong thing first. And, sure. uh, yeah. So yeah, just know that the higher the interest rate, often the more important it is. And if the interest rates are close enough, then we would say snowball approach is great. But if they're far enough apart, that's when I think the hybrid approach makes the most sense. And if you're looking for a tool to help you create that payoff plan, if you if you don't want to just like sit down with a pen and paper or create your own Excel spreadsheet, but you want a software to help you out, undebt.it, we will link to it in the show notes, undebtit is, is one of our favorite sites that helps you create a debt payoff plan. Uh, if you want, yeah, some software to kind of have your back and so where you can kind of track it and see. You, it just helps you make that plan. Uh, that's always one of the my favorite resources that we always yeah, tell people great. to check out if they're like I'm it's, in debt, and, and especially sucks. if they have mo- multiple, uh, you know, multiple balances with uh, different rates. Yeah. It allows you to. Uh, but yeah, create that hierarchy of which debts you're going to attack first. And again, just like we were talking about with YNAB, do you need it? No. Can you do it yourself manually? Yes. But like, does it help sometimes to be able to type some numbers into a piece of software and have it render everything for you so that you can more easily see your trajectory and, and what that payoff plan is going to look like? Yeah. For a lot of people, that is a motivating factor and it's going to you know help them actually stick to a plan. But Matt, we've got more to get to. We want to talk about Uh, this foolproof plan to ditch holiday debt. And Mm -hmm. there are a few things you can actually do to speed up your progress. And we'll talk about how to do that and and what to do if you're like, I came up with a plan and it said it was going to be 32 years before I get out of this credit card debt. (laughs) Like if that's the case, then you might have to take more drastic measures. We'll talk about both of those things right after this. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. 
Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago. And hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there, you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, Life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, man, let's continue to help folks on their way to becoming consumer debt free. Uh, We've got a few other suggestions, some different ways to minimize the impact of your debt as you try to pay it off. Uh, And the first one is this is I don't know. I don't don't want this to seem like a duh kind of moment, but uh, (laughs) make more money when you have a bigger shovel that is going to allow you to dig yourself out of that hole even faster. A WalletHub survey found that 58% of folks would be willing to work longer hours to get out of debt. And we, we like hearing that. We're, we're all about work-life balance. But if you took on too much debt over the holidays, you might actually want to take this approach. Uh, we're actually going to give a bunch of ideas on how it is that you can increase your income in 2023 next week here on the show. But if you can increase your income, that'll allow you to pay off crappy debt even faster. And of course, you know, I mean, the best way to make more money in the long run is not to trade your time for money by like driving for Uber or taking online surveys, that kind of thing. But it will quickly add ammunition to eradicate that debt in the near term, right? Like temporarily, if you are in a bind and you have some ridiculous debt where you're paying a dumb interest rate, then we are not above you taking some of these more drastic steps to make sure that you are out of that debt quickly. Yeah, man, it's not... Often that we tell people to drive for Uber or yeah, to do some of these these um, gig jobs. Where you're beholden to these giant companies who yeah. can do with you whatever they want. Yeah, and we'd rather you make less money typically, but build something that could be more sustainable and mm-hmm. potentially more lucrative for you over the years. But, but if we're talking about getting rid of some of this high interest debt and, and getting rid of it more quickly... I think treating it like it's a serious problem and uh, signing up (laughs) for whatever you can do to make a little extra income to make that debt payoff happen even more quickly is is worth considering. Yeah, it's like a tourniquet. Like you are just trying to stop the bleeding. Yeah, exactly. We can worry about stitches later, but right now just like whip off that belt and tighten tighten that sucker up. And it doesn't have to be for forever, right? <laughs> yeah, can, yeah. Even if it's just two months driving for Uber so you can knock knock this out more quickly, that's that's fine. That's exactly. Fine. Uh, but let's talk to another thing that you can do and you should do in all likelihood if you think this is as big of a problem as Matt and I do, if you think this consumer debt is just a financial calamity, is is that you should consider cutting your spending. And Matt, there were a lot of folks in that same survey you just mentioned that said that they would cut out luxuries or skip vacations in order to get rid of their debt faster. Yeah. And I think those are both great choices. And again, I feel like, you know, we're all about balance here. We don't want people working 80 hours a week normally. We don't want people skimming vacations for years on end or n- never buying anything they care about. Like, we want people to be intentional with their spending too. But again, consumer debt should be treated like a real severe problem. And I, I wouldn't want uh, to spend personally a couple thousand bucks on a beach vacation while credit card debt is still lingering in the background. Mm, I wouldn't want to be booking my beach vacation for for July and spending money that I don't have 
adding to the problem. And so, you know, dialing back your spending on the big stuff until you've eradicated that debt is crucial. We also say, don't forget the small expenses either, right? There are likely some monthly spending categories where you can cut back at least temporarily in order to grow the gap, which is going to speed up the process. Again, that doesn't mean rice and beans, right? For months on end, but there are smart ways. Maybe that, for a couple months though. <laughs> yeah, maybe for a couple weeks. I don't, yeah, know, I don't yeah. know how long your body Again, can actually to, sustain To that. stem that bleeding, yeah. I think it, it can be a good approach. Yeah, it is. A, it's a real problem and cutting back on spending, especially on some of those big things for the time being until you've got it under control, until you've gotten rid of it is, uh, I, I think, is a really important move to make. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's temporary, right? And I think by making some of those more severe cuts, it can strengthen your resolve to actually stick with the program, to actually not want, you know, for you to say, this sucks. And I don't ever want to end up in this kind of situation yeah. again. I think it can, can strengthen your resolve by actually experiencing some true uh, temporary suffering when it comes to the money that you're spending. Yeah. It's not, again, like you said, this is not your new lifestyle, but maybe it is until you are out of that worst of the worst debt. It's right? like suffering with a purpose because yeah. it is, yeah. yeah, I think it is doing, it's, it's doing, a, it's teaching you a deeper lesson and it's also at the same time helping you get out of this place more quickly. Exactly. Yeah. And so another way to make your debt less egregious and to catalyze the process is by asking for a lower APR from your current credit card provider uh, asking for a lower rate. Um, Obviously, if you don't ask, you're certainly not going to receive. You're certainly not going to get one. Uh, But 70% of folks who ask, according to a recent survey, receive some sort of interest rate reduction. And we're talking about an average reduction somewhere in the the ballpark of 7%. That is huge. And of course, that reduction will mean more of your dollars are then going to be attacking the debt balance, which is huge. And one of the reasons that we're highlighting this is because I'm afraid that fo- like that we're a generation that where we're not advocating for ourselves enough. Yeah. I think a lot of folks feel like it's personal where they feel like whoever they're talking to like that they're then not going to be able to put food on the table be- yeah. because that they're that they might be offering a lower rate. No, this this is just business and they either have the permission or they don't have the permission to lower your APR based on your credit score, maybe your payment history, a variety of different factors that they have to take into account, right? You're, you're not taking food out of the baby's mouth of no. the customer service representative <laughs> no. you're talking to. You're just advocating for your for yourself and you are asking say, "Hey, based on my my long-standing uh, relationship, relationship with, this, with you with this bank as a customer based on Would you like to keep me around?" Yeah, my I'm basically a good customer for you because I I'm willing to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Will Will you now give me a little bit of a break? And I, I think they're willing to do that too because it engenders them to you. They want mm-hmm. now now they they you're going to think of them as a company you want to continue to do business totally with because they were generous to you in a moment of pain. Absolutely, yeah. And so, so there's there's sort of like that element of it where it's just like, well, who am I to be asking? Uh, like why 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 can't you know why wouldn't they just say no? So I, I feel like there's that side of it. Or why wouldn't they proactively reach out and lower my rate? That's yeah. just not how it works. <laughs> That's not how business works. But there's also sort of like the social norms and like mores associated with like asking for something. Yeah. Which we um, just actually published an article on our site about asking for a discount. We'll link to that in the show yeah. notes because there are so many ways and, and there, there are tips, I think, to help you do it the right way so yeah. you're more likely to get the answer as of being of yes instead of no. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of times folks, they're, they're just too afraid of like rocking the boat. Uh, they're afraid of like offending whoever they're talking to as opposed to just starting a conversation. There's yeah. a way that you can go about this in a friendly way. Uh, you mentioned Costco earlier with the standing desk. That same trip, we were at Costco. We were grabbing pizzas for our families for a Friday night uh, pizza movie night kind of thing. And we were standing there getting ready to pick them up. And uh, I was holding a, a bag of uh, Meyer lemons. And there's a lady there. And we got to talking to her. And she's like, oh, man, Meyer lemons. I did, we've always been wanting to try those. And I was like, you want one? <laughs> Which isn't a normal thing that you do standing there in a grocery store is like giving somebody some of your groceries. But it's like a huge... Obviously, it's Costco. So there's yeah. like 50 Eight, of... Uh, 82 Meyer lemons in the bag. <laughs> there's a bunch of them in there. And she was like, well, yeah. But... And so obviously, I was like, yeah, sure. Totally have one. And you autographed it too. <laughs> no. But had she asked, I would have also been like, well, of course. I mean, granted, we were nice and kind of offered her one. But I think there's a way that you can go about asking for something in a way where you are building sort of goodwill. Yeah. Like, be cheeky about it, right? Like, you're being a little irreverent about what you're asking for. But if you can do it in kind of a funny way, if you can kind of do it in, in a kind way, I think a lot of times the answer that you're going to hear is yes. I might just call up the credit card company, the 1-800 number, and I might be like, hey, 
I'm sure you're getting this call a lot. A lot of people spent too much money la- at the end of last year. I'm one of them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guilty as charged. And and then start the conversation I know I'm that at way. 18, 19%, but I was really hoping to get that down to one and a half. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> right. And they're like, no, but <laughs> we'll be like, you, you're crazy. We can get you 12 or 13, right? Yeah. Me and that, that at least is going to ensure that more of your payments are going to the principal yeah. and that, you, that your payment uh, timeline is going to be shortened. So I think that's a really important one, asking for a lower rate from your current issuer. Also, what about 0% balance transfer cards, Matt? That's another way that you can take something that is pretty dang bad and turn it into something less awful. And and that's a that's another way to, to just uh, move your consumer debt around to make it less nasty and to make sure you can make more progress more quickly. And, and of course, like some debts are worse than others. Like a 3% mortgage shouldn't be a top priority for you when you've got credit card debt lingering around. But, but what if you could take a debt that looks really bad? It looks like a financial black eye. And you can just like, I don't know, do one of those killer makeup jobs uh, with it. Like, and, and nobody knows that you got punched in the eye. Well, that's kind of what transferring to a 0% interest credit card can do for you. And by the way, we Matt, you wrote an article about the best balance transfer credit cards. You can go to howtomoney.com slash balance transfer, and you can read that list and you can find one if you're like, man, I've got $10,000 worth of credit card debt and I'm in 19%, but if I can get it down to 0% for 12 months, I can be rid of it without paying any interest and I can do it much more quickly. Well, then this can be one of those methods to minimizing the impact of that debt as you're paying it off more quickly. Yeah, getting one means that you're going to need to have a solid credit score, but it'll also mean that you'll need to have the personal resolve to pay this debt off, right? Because, you know, transferring that debt to another piece of plastic and just continuing to spend like you've been doing, like that is only going to dig the hole deeper. Uh, It's possible to use this technique just to make your situation worse. Uh, You don't want to be shifting the chairs around on the uh, deck of the Titanic. You want to prevent it from sinking. If you deploy the strategy before you're actually ready to make some permanent changes, uh, yeah, it's going it's to end up making things worse for you. For sure, yeah. Some people think like, oh, if I just get the lower interest rate, that's going to solve my problems. And it's just not true. The plan is the biggest thing. The, having the plan, knowing the numbers, and realizing how long it's going to take you to pay it off. Like These are just like uh, uh, cherries on top of a Sunday. The Sunday is the plan that you're going to be able to create. And so, yeah, if you can lessen the pain of the debt, if you can make it less egregious, and if you can lower the interest rate on it, that's good because it's going to benefit you and it's going to allow you to pay it off more quickly. But there's also ways that you can screw that up. And so we don't want you to, yeah, take out other credit cards and then, you know, add more consumer debt uh, on to the pile that you already have. That You're making the situation worse at that point. But um, yeah, and, and let's talk about too, Matt. I mentioned a minute ago about how somebody might have just so much debt and they are overwhelmed when they look at it, that it's just that bad, right? That their consumer debt situation, and maybe it didn't happen just over the holidays. In all likelihood, if it's that bad, it's been happening over the course of years and years and years. And you have built up uh, to the point where you're like, listen, I I created one of these debt payoff plans that you talked about, and it just seemed insurmountable. Even at that point, it felt like uh, I wasn't going to be able to make progress in any sort of timely manner. And sometimes you are so mired in debt that it becomes too hard to go it alone. And so maybe you are actually in too deep. And the truth is that this mountain of debt that you've accrued, it didn't happen overnight, like I said, and the fix isn't going to happen in a week or two either. So it's important to know that. I think sometimes, Matt, people get into a situation over the course of a number of years and they want it to be remedied really quickly, but that's just not they, how it happens. They want it fixed overnight. And hopefully you can fix it quicker than uh, the, how long it took you to get into the mess in the first place. But it's just important to note that that you know, it's, it typically takes time to get out of this mm-hmm. problem too. But if after running the numbers, it's going to take you a lot of years to pay that debt off and it feels hopeless, we would say it's time to bring in the big guns and reach out to uh, the not-for-profit folks at the NFCC or Money Management International. You know, unlike those for-profit services that I talked about who might you might hear advertised and they say, hey, uh, pay us some money up front. You might see them on social media. They, they, you know, they're saying that they can, they can help you get out of this debt. Uh, but for a small fee, or sometimes a large fee, oftentimes they're going to make it worse. Almost always they're going to make it worse. Well, the NFCC or Money Management International, those not-for-profit companies, they can help you put together a debt management plan that actually works. And they can even negotiate with creditors on your behalf. So we would say, 
go see a credit counselor. They can help you figure out the best way forward. If you run those numbers and you're like, it's it's worse than I even thought, that's when you're going to want to like reach out to one of those companies. And typically it's 100% free. Sometimes they'll charge very, very modest amounts of money. I'm talking like $60, $70 in order to see a debt counselor. But that's probably where you're going to want to go. We will put links to both of those organizations in the show notes. That's right, man. And one other thing that we would recommend is for you to celebrate some of the small victories along the way to paying down your debt. We would recommend for you to uh, to just treat yourself a little bit, not like Parks and Rec style, treat yourself, <laughs> uh, but just find some different ways to mark your accomplishments, to mark the occasion. And it doesn't have to be and, and likely shouldn't be an expensive reward because obviously that'll slow down your payoff, payoff progress. But it's amazing how something that just that costs very little that or maybe something you already have on hand or something that costs you nothing how that can provide some additional motivation it could just be a board game night with friends you'd be like that's my reward yeah or like i'm thinking of uh like a creative it's not even creative but just like having a picnic in a like in your favorite park but you might be paying off your first card here in a couple months once the weather warms up a little bit invite some friends over take a meal that you would have already eaten at home maybe you can like show us some two buck chuck, you know, like that's, that's very affordable. That's the kind of wine you should, if you're into wine, you should be drinking cheap wine while you're paying off your debt. Um, but take something like that to a park because that is going to help you to mark the occasion. Not only that, but you're also doing it with friends. That's something that they're going to remember. They're going to maybe even ask you about like, why are we doing this? Or, or, you know, what's, what's the special occasion, which is really cool too, because then it'll get you and your friends talking about money. And before you know it, you're all going to be getting richer, getting wealthier together. That's the kind of thing that we want to see you doing. We want you to pat yourself on the back a little bit here for making some smart choices and it'll make this journey a bit more enjoyable and less of a slog. It's not that we want... We don't want you to intentionally make your life miserable, miserable, but we do want you to make decisions that is going to leave more money in your bank account so that you can attack this debt yeah. and be done with it once and for all. Yeah, and we just don't want this debt ling- lingering over you anymore. Like, nope. We want you to be rid of it once and for all. And we, w- we want you looking ahead to like the bigger and brighter, better things yeah. that, you're, that, you, that you do want to achieve and, in your and financial pay- life. And paying off this kind of debt often means you're looking kind of in the rear view mirror instead of through the oh, windshield, right, of absolutely. your life. Exactly. And yeah. so we want you to like, you know, you always need a rear view mirror when you're driving a car. But we want you, at least when it comes to your life, we want you to kind of be able to uh, ax that off. We want you to be done with the the spending, uh, paying for the spending you did over the past year. And we want you to be thinking about what you can save up for and invest for so that you can think about building wealth and think about those bigger possibilities, right? Creating more margin. You can't even get to that point when you've still got that debt lingering around. That's first priority. So Absolutely. Hopefully, uh, we've given you enough tips to create an effective plan to get rid of it in uh, hopefully not too much time. But Matt, let's get back to the beer that we had on this episode. This one is called Perpetual Composition. It's by Southern Grist, who I believe they're out of Nashville. Is that correct? Nashville, I think Tennessee? so. Yeah. I can take a look here on the bottle. Yep, Nashville, Tennessee. And this is Perpetual Composition blend number two. Oh, okay. So maybe we'll have additional blends here on the show. But what were your thoughts on I this mean, one? If I can get some additional blends of this one, I'll take it. I'm all about it. Because <laughs> it's I, delicious. I love it. You were just mentioning wine. This one has a lot of white oh, wine vibes. Yeah. Actually, for sure. It's the sea. So it's a Solera style fooder beer aged for six months in a French Bordeaux fooder. Okay. So we're fancy. Culture. We're fancy now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And guess what? We're also not in debt. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we can afford to splurge a little bit. That's on a beer like this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one definitely. Uh, so my dad, he always gets this white wine called Gewürztraminer for when we have Thanksgiving, and uh, he has always called it Goosemeister for some reason. Goosemeister, baby, it's, it's pretty goofy, but <laughs> it's it's kind of a it's like more of like a dessert white wine. And I really don't drink wine very much, but I always look forward to it on Thanksgiving, even though I don't know anything about white wine. But this one has some of those elements. It's a little bit sweeter, kind of like one of those dessert white wines. Uh, but it's it's that golden sour. It's got more nuance though, and and I think part of that is the oak barrel aging. Mm-hmm. And but I. I like everything I've had from Southern Grist, and this is one of the better ones. It's so good. Yeah, when, when we poured it, it just had like a beautiful... I mean, the sun was kind of shining through. It's kind of... It's been like a sun out, sun hidden, sun out, sun hidden kind of day. And like, like... the rays hit it perfectly? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like right when I cracked this thing open and poured it, like this, the, the beams of light shot through the sun. And it was just like <laughs> sparkling. So it had this beautiful golden color. Uh, it was really carbonated initially. It was almost like champagne. Yeah, uh, There's like the, a lot of effervescence coming up. Uh, but I, th- I felt like it was a nice balance of acidity and sweetness. It wasn't too over the top sweet for me. Um, it had that, yeah, that nice kind of tart 
acid profile as well that combined with that depth that you get with the oak if in particular yeah if you like white wine this is abs look up golden sours just in general yeah. because that is a style that you will would likely find yourself gravitate towards but if you know your beer and you're looking for uh, an oak aged sour would definitely recommend uh, this perpetual composition by for Southern sure. Grist out of Tennessee most F all right that's going to do it Matt for this episode and if you want yeah some of the links that we mentioned on this episode, you can find them up on our site at howtomoney.com. There are also other helpful resources there too. We've got a lot of new uh, money content that we're writing about that we're putting out on a weekly basis. And you can also sign up for our newsletter at howtomoney.com slash newsletter. But Matt, that's going to do it. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the, the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you.